0: Yes, y'all. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. I uh, freak, freak, y'all. Smart in Black, y'all. We back, we back, we back, we back, we back. Smart Funny in Black is back on the road this July with the You Know the Vibonics 101 Tour. We are hitting a whole bunch of cities across the United States, and we want you to come and get down with us and show your moment of ebony excellence. Yeah. Really excited to start announcing the competitors, or should I say, the Black that will be hitting the road with us and taking the stage. So look out for those announcements at smartfunnyandblack.com as well as our Instagram, smartfunnyandblack. And you can get your tickets at smartfunnyandblack.com. Y'all, let's show these venues that this is the type of content that you want to see. Let's show these promoters that this is the type of show that you will pay to go see. And let's not wait till the day before the show to do that. The earlier we sell out, the more likely you are to get more content like this coming. To your town, city, or state. So please go online at smartphoneyandblack.com and let's get this show on the road. Small don't say, help from the hip. Small don't say, are talking that shit. Small don't say, keeping it real. Small don't say, with me and them seals. It's so funky. So funky. <laughs> It is time. Y'all been waiting. It is here. Yo, girl, is back. Like I left something with new music. Woo, girl. Today marks the release of my new record, Niggas Got Me Fucked Up. Or the clean version, You Got Me Up. Because I wanted others like the Christian folk and the Hannah's to be able to join in. (laughs) I can't even believe that I came back to the music game. I've always said that there's got to be something that brings me back and we will get to it later in the show as to why I came back. But first and foremost, I got to tell you how. how. Now. For those of y'all who don't follow me on Instagram, I used to be very active on my Insta story before people started getting really ridiculous and taking my words out of context and really being assholes. And that made me say, you know what? I can't really be on my Insta story like that anymore. But But, once upon a time, I was on my Insta story doing it and doing it and doing it well. And I had somebody send me a dick pic to my phone. And the number was not a number I knew. And they sent me a big old dick. And I was like, oh, hell no. I screenshotted it, put it up in my Insta story, and told people, please contact this person at the number that you see above and send them pictures of birth. I want you to ruin pussy for this person. Okay? I want you to send them pictures of babies emerging into the world from vaginas. All right? I want you to destroy the image of the J for this idiot who felt it okay to send me an unsolicited dick pic. So this went on because y'all are so down with the kid and I, I so appreciate, appreciate you. you. And he texted me back. and was like, you got people sending me pictures of babies being born. That's some fucked up shit. And it's foul that your audience just follows whatever you say. They don't follow whatever I say, but they definitely will get down with a good time. And y'all know that I'm hashtag petty for the people. So that's just an example of what this was. And 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 he was like, you know, it was a wrong number. It was a wrong number? So you're sending dick pics to numbers that aren't even stored in your phone? Listen. Listen. Shh, that sounds like some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Niggas got me fucked up and that's how this happened. I read that text. I was on Insta story and I looked at my phone and said, niggas got me fucked up. Oh, niggas got me fucked up. Not today, not the one. Fucked up. Ooh, niggas got me fucked up. But I'm not the one. I actually have the original audio. I should probably just send you that. Niggas got me fucked up. Ooh, niggas got me fucked up. Not today. Not the one fucked up. Ooh, niggas got me fucked up. But I'm not the one. So that was that. Now, my assistant at the time was like, hey, that was a bop. I was like, it was a bop, wasn't it? Then I did another video of me dancing to the bop that I had just recorded. Then I was like, this shit clean. Then I did a third video. Singing the harmonies to the video that I had recorded before me dancing to the video I had recorded. From this, it went viral. Charlemagne posted it. Chance the Rapper posted it. There were remixes done because at the end of the day, everybody can relate to niggas having them fucked up. up. It's not just a woman's anthem, that's an everybody anthem. And so I was like, damn. This is a real thing. People start asking me, Amanda, when are you gonna make a song out of that? When are you gonna make a song out of that? Now y'all ask me about that for all my little ditties that I sing. Maybe that's why I'm so single. I'm so single. I'm so single. You got the wrong one, bitch. You got the wrong one. You got the wrong one, bitch. Hey, hey. You got the wrong one. Another favorite classic of mine, Go Fuck Yourself. You're just not on my level. Bump. And my all time favorite, Stunting on these hoes, I'ma be starting on these house. Shooby doo 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 doo. I sang that ditty, Rebecca. Rebecca. When I found out that I was going to be shooting my special where I wanted to be shooting it with Stan Lathan directing it. And I couldn't say why I was excited, but I could sing about being excited. Because I knew that when my special came out, I was going to be stunting on these hoes. Shooby doo 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 So... I thought about it and I was just like, all right, let me just see. The song is popping off. Let me like get focused on trying to get this made. I reached out to a couple producers. I won't okay. say their names, but I reached out to a couple producers. Everybody was initially excited, but my turnaround game is fast. I don't got time to wait for y'all. So, a couple people sent me back stuff, but it didn't really like spark it just didn't spark my interest. Then I hooked up with my my boy Chuck English. Now, Chuck English from The Cool Kids is my really good friend. And, you know, we've made some dope records together. So we got together to work on this. But I don't know. Like, it's like he made a dope track with dope drums. But it just wasn't. I just wasn't being. I wasn't getting locked in. For some reason, I could not get locked in. And if I don't get locked in, then I can't write the record. So I gave up on it. I gave up on it, and then it was still nagging me. It was still nagging me. I was in New York. I was in a hotel room that I didn't like. It's important for me to say that I was in a hotel room that I didn't like because it made me feel like I need to find a distraction. And furthermore, I was in a hotel room that I didn't like because niggas had me fucked up. So that also sparked me to be thinking about the song because I'm like, they got me fucked up. They think I'm going to be in this room. I saying in this shit. I texted my boy Ray Angry. Ray Angry is a producer and musician who works a lot with the roots he has a grammy from working with josh stone he has his own solo album called one that you can get on apple music he's a gifted musician and he's a gifted human being he's a cancer he's from miami he's bahamian he's one of my best friends he's so awesome dope amazing he's my brother he's hilarious he's just the best ray is the fucking best and i have written not one but I wrote, I wrote Death of the Diva, the musical, with Ray. He also has played for Mobeta Wu Woo before. We've also written songs together. Like, I don't know why I didn't just hit Ray from the beginning. I think it's because, like, I was in L.A. and I was just thinking about the L.A. of things. But then I was like, fuck it. I texted Ray and was like, listen, I want to make this into a song. Do y'all know that this man called me and at 9.30 at night sat down at his keyboard and came up with the beat in 20 minutes? Twenty minutes, y'all. Next thing I know, I'm already halfway through writing the song. I've been take it's been taking me. I've been try, y'all. I've been listening to the song, walking around, listening to it in the shower, doing all types of methodical shits. No, all it took was Ray giving me the Ray angry treatment. Ray gave me the Ray angry treatment and lickety split. I was able to write in one hour, a song that I couldn't write for four months. And that is why Ray is one of my music soulmates. The other one is Chris Bowers, who I created Mo' Better Woo with. We just have a shorthand. We don't really have to like say much to each other. I can say to Ray like, I just wanted to sound like, I wanted to feel like denim against a chalkboard. And he'd be like, oh, you mean this? (laughs) Like he just gets me and I get him. And so we got the record. I started writing it. Then I hit up Anderson Pack. I'm like, Pack, I need a studio to record my song. And you have any suggestions? He's like, yeah, my studio. Y'all, why is his studio six minutes from my house? Literally six minutes from my house. Literally. So next thing I know, I'm recording my song at Anderson's Pack's studio. Ray Ends up in town because it's the fucking Grammys. Ray comes in and is like, let me get on these keys and starts playing out a whole other element to the record. Y'all, I have have a whole remix remix to to this this record record that's going to come next. You're not just going to get niggas got me fucked up. There's a remix that I've already recorded coming to this record. Because when you're with somebody who's just a natural musician, it don't take nothing to keep making shit and grow it so I was like all right we recorded it now it's taken months to get it mixed it's just taking months to get things tight in the way I want it to because if I'm coming back to music I got to do it right I don't want shit to be slighted I don't want shit to be off I want it to be sharp so the new song niggas got me fucked up that you all are here today to hear is the product of me really like getting out of my comfort zone And getting back into what used to be my comfort zone. Because at one point in time, music really was where I was at. Before I go into that, let me also add that my boy D.W., who is the music director for Smart Funny and Black, which is going on tour for the You Know the Vibonics tour this summer. Go to smartfunnyandblack.com for tickets. D.W. is also in town for the Grammys. And he comes to the studio and lays down the bass. So the live bass that you hear on the record is D.W. This is a family affair, y'all. Me, Ray, and D-Dub making music together? When I left the music business, it was because I realized that the business of music was making me hate music. You know how crazy that sounds? I'm a music baby. My family is a music family. Like, my my uncles are all musicians. I mean, they're all other professions, but at the core, like, they're musicians. My mom, in another lifetime, could have been an A&R. Like, my mom and my uncles, and then you go to my—my my, my grandmother was an incredible singer. She was always out singing everybody in the church. She was that one in the church that everyone's looking at sideways like, damn, damn like, you, you can't, you really got to do all that. of that? My grandfather played the guitar. We are just a music family, and people always say, a seal's can always hear a wrong note. A <laughs> seal's can always catch a wrong note. And to this day, like, my mom will be somewhere, and someone will play an off-key, and she'll look at me like, oh, oh you hear yeah. that? Mm. So all I wanted to do for a long time was make music. But it just was like no one wanted to hear my music. Not no one, but not enough ones. It became more about like, who's your producer? Who's your manager? What's your story? What's your image? I'm like, I just want to make good Good fucking songs. songs. I'm a hell of a writer. I know how to perform. I got a decent voice, but I got hella heart. Like this should be no problem. And it just felt like it was a problem. And it felt like I just couldn't meet the standards that were set by an industry that cared less about talent and more about who's the best pretender. That's what it felt like. And so I just reached a point where I was just like, this is taxing. I've released four albums. Life Experience, Spandex Rhymes and Soul, Madam Monochrome, Technicolor Lover. Technicolor Lover is a fucking bomb ass album. That's my last album. You can get it on Bandcamp. Go to amandaseals.bandcamp.com. Listen to Technicolor Lover. I am so fucking proud of Technicolor Lover, but no one cared. And I'm sorry, but if you're an artist, at a certain point, I get it when you're just like, yo, this shit is a waste of my time. Being a struggling artist is not just about being broke. It's about feeling like you're putting your art into a void. It's about feeling like you are existing within a black hole that is sucking up your creativity and giving you nothing back. That's what music started feeling for me. I was giving music my time, my money, my blood, sweat, tears. And it was giving me nothing but a headache and arrogance and egotism back. And at a certain point, I just was like, I'm good. I got to figure out another path. That's when I changed my name. That's when I started focusing more on doing comedy and sketch and writing and acting. And this ended up being my path. But it also is somehow, weirdly enough, being my portal back to being able to do music and being able to do music in a way that I've always wanted to, which is on my own terms. I don't give a fuck if people don't like it. I don't need a record company to co-sign the shit. I'ma just make songs and put them out. Whoever like them, like them. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. And that's cool because it doesn't weigh on my livelihood. It doesn't weigh on my income. And when you're making music as a living, I don't care who you are. Even Adele has to think, is this gonna sell? So for me to be able to have worked enough in comedy and in performing to build my my shit up to be able to just put out music based on not will it sell, but do I like it? For that to be the only medium, that's a dream. That's a dream come true. But the the, this, the cherry on top is that y'all have already told me you like the shit. The cherry on top is that this weird ass Instagram has become a portal for also for me to be able to know shit is like before I even put the shit out. This has become an anthem. I sing niggas got me fucked up at the end of all of my shows. And y'all know the hook. The hook is the hardest shit to get people to like. I learned oddly enough when I left music that it turns out I'm a master hook maker. All these fucking ditties I sing on Instagram are master hooks. All they need is the right beat and the right verses. And I'm hoping that you all are just pleased enough with the fact that this anthem was created for you because I really originally was only doing it for y'all. I didn't make the Niggas Got Me Fucked Up song for me. I made it because so many people were like, please make the song. But there's also a part of me that's just like, music used to be so precious to me. You know, and it still is. and. People would be like, Amanda, when are you coming back to the music business? When are you going to drop me music? When are you going to come back? And I'd be like, I oh, don't know, man. I ain't really on it like that. Because I, 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 music was very precious, which means it, it caused a lot of pressure. And I just didn't want to put myself back into that space. I also know that, you know, I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. So even though I'm doing music on my own terms, like, I'm still going to feel it. If people are like, ah, oh, this is, is trash. True. And you know the assholes are going to be like, she need to stick to comedy. She need to stick to acting. She need to stick to washing her feet. Whatever. Mommy <laughs> always says my toes stink. He's lying because this is a lie. My toes do not smell. I do not have stinky feet. But the fact is <laughs> that's an ongoing joke. He's like, baby, them two toes. Them two toes right there. Them two toes. Them's a doozy. Them, them's the ones them's the ones so doing this music thing has been was a crazy journey before stepping back into this music moment is gonna be an interesting journey I'm so happy and excited that I get to take that journey with Ray Angry and with D-Dub because they really are two of my favorite human beings on the fucking planet earth they're also two of the most gifted musicians I've ever met in my life And they're two of the most humble men that could ever take a stage. And for them to believe in my music and believe in my voice and believe in my sound is so uplifting to me. And it actually is what gave me the courage to say, you know what, fuck it. Let's just come back out with this shit. But then you can't just do the song, right? Now Now you you got got to to do do the video. video. Well, who is going to direct the niggas got me fucked up video? Now, one of the things that I was most worried about was how do I do a video w- about this song without it being like me scowling at the camera like I'm an extra in a Mob Deep video? Niggas got me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to look like I'm about to pull out the Ozi, the chopper, the AK. How can I actually get this essence? I asked the first director I asked was someone I had worked with before who I really liked their work. But then because niggas is Flakes and, and they got, got me, me fucked up. up he told me, yeah, we're going to get all this done. We're gonna. I'm going to send you treatment. I'm going to send you references, et cetera, et cetera. And within 48 hours, I was like, hey, I didn't get the stuff that you sent. And he was like, yeah, I'm about to send it to you right now. He sends it to me. Two days later, I'm like, I got the stuff. I still didn't get the treatment. He says, yeah, it's actually not going to work out. I just I don't got the time to do it. Got you. Because you could have said that, but you didn't. So click. Next. I asked my boy Barron. I asked Barron Davis, hey, can you can you know anybody? Because Barron Davis has a dope show called What the Fuck Barron Davis on Fuse if you've never watched it. Barron was an incredible basketball player. He's also
1: hilarious.
0: hilarious. Hilarious. Please go listen. Go watch that show. So Barron suggested somebody. Cool dude that he suggested. He was really willing. But I just felt like the idea that we had come up with was almost like a scramble. Because I had this timeline that I was on that I wanted to get shit out. And it just felt like it was gonna be a scramble. And then the shit happened with Black Sports Online. Remember when we did the Red Pill podcast with that dumbass motherfucker Robert Lytow? Remember that shit? shit. Right, I was way too kind to that man, by the way, in that episode, I was way too kind. I really let him live, but the reality is he got a single digit IQ and no ethics and I should have let him fall to pieces, but because I'm a classy bitch, I let him live. But don't get it twisted. Niggas got me fucked up if they think I'm going to let that ride and not come after it later, which is what I just did. So that all happened. And when it happened, it just sent out this firestorm online that really took me off guard. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. It just it really took me so off guard that I couldn't get my head around the fact that like this was really happening, that I was being slandered to such an extent and then it just felt like I, I just felt like I didn't want to put out a song called "Niggas Got Me Fucked Up" at that time because it felt like it was going to be a response to that. And I didn't want my dope ass record to get diminished into being a response to something that didn't deserve any response in the first place. So the universe because it always knows what the fuck to do was like, "Yeah, how about you don't you're not able to do this video right now." So I really believe in omens and I really follow signs. And I really try to just listen to the way things go and, and not try to dictate and control things. And so I just let that go. And it was tough. I had this whole call with my team. and I just love my DivaWorks team because they really do be listening to me and they really tried to like save that video. They were like, well, what if we do this? And what if we do that? And, but my gut was like, nah. nah. And Fatima is always the one who's like, ah, 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 ah. Everybody, everybody, if a man of gut say the say shit, shit, then shut it up. If a man of gut say no, then we, we need to just listen to listen that. that. Because her, her gut, gut be known. One. So that's why it took so long for this to happen. And then eventually I just thought about it. And I was like, Wade does music videos. Wade Lane Marcus is my husband on Insecure, who plays the Derek Dubois to my Tiffany Dubois. He's also a writer on Gronish. He's also a director. He's directed music videos. He directed his own film, French Dirty. And I was like, I wonder if Wade want to do it. So I hit up Wade and was like, would, would you, you want to do, do this? And he was like, yup. Let's work it out. And what we came up with was a fun video that has elements to it, that has interesting Easter eggs to it, that you have to watch more than once so you can catch all the little slick shit that I'm doing in there. Because you know I wasn't going to just do some video where we're dancing around, like, rah, rah, just boom, by. Nah, fuck okay. that. I had to get it, y'all. I wanted to give y'all something that lets you know, like, we don't do things on a basic level. Even though it's going to be fun and jovial, there's going to be some artistry in there. There's going to be things for you to see, even when you think that you're looking at something else. You're going to catch that we pay a tribute to Nip in the video. You're going to catch that we shout out my response to Caitlyn Jenner's dumbass comments when she was on that Katy Perry streaming with me. You're going to catch me wiping up a dude's vomit with the Blacksportsonline.com shirt. You gonna catch out? You know, you're gonna catch a group of black women dancers giving you various styles. Of movement throughout the video. You're gonna catch a whole bunch of people trying to put R. Kelly records in my face and me being like, now! Nah! You're gonna catch my boy Sal Masakala, who you heard on Side Effects of Being a Token, up in there by the DJ booth with me doing a cameo. you gonna catch D Dub with his bass in the party. In the video. You're going to catch more. You're going to catch all of these things and more. And I hope that you guys watch the video with the keen eye that you listen to this podcast with. Because you know that anytime I make something, I want you to have hella jokes. Not just the main joke that you're looking at. Hella, hella jokes. jokes. And... Anything I make also has a certain level of social commentary to it as well So even though the song is niggas got me fucked up and you think that this is some like, you know F you to to dudes. No, I say at the top of the video I used a clip from my show in Chicago where I say when sometimes when I say niggas I'm definitely talking about white people because you be in the office like these niggas got me fucked up up. And you wish you had a hype man who could come in and be like Hey, 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 hey hey." hey. while you're at the conference room delivering your (laughs) delivering your shit to let them know They're gonna be like who's that? You're like, oh yeah, I don't know where they came from. I just, uh, yeah, they just popped up out of nowhere, knowing full well you, you scanned them motherfuckers in. in. So it really is a record for everybody who feels like folks are trying to play them for their kindness, for their classiness, that folks are trying to slight them for their restraint. Nah, don't get me fucked up. If I let shit slide, It's because I let shit slide because I didn't want to verbally eviscerate you in front of your people because I didn't want to mentally just demolish you in front of your following because I didn't want to engage in the base level back and forth of foolery with one who is a fool because as they say from a distance, you cannot tell the difference. So don't get us fucked up when you know you want some bullshit. Trust, we notice. Trust, it will get dealt with. Maybe not today, because I'm not the one, but eventually. And maybe not by me, because karma is a bitch, and I got her own speed dial. Now, I know folks are like, is this the only song? And like I said earlier, I'm not going to just put out this song. I have more songs in me. I have music in me. And my plan is to keep putting out records, And if y'all like the next two records, then I'm gonna make a whole EP and put out a whole EP. Maybe I'll call it flat-chested and full of hope, like like Rebecca suggested for some title, for some shit that I do at some time. But the beauty is that we are in a time where you can make stuff and get it to people. And if people want it, you can make more of it. And I appreciate y'all for your encouragement um, that you've given me to venture back into this space that I used to love so much and I used to find so much joy in and so much comfort in. And, you know, I'm, I'm still getting my sea legs back, my vocal legs back. But at the end of the day, I know that this record right here is the record that I want y'all to be bumping in your systems this summer when you in the whip, when you on the plane and somebody tries to reach over you and put down the shade. Yeah, they got you fucked up, Right. When someone tries to send you a you up at 1 a.m. And they have never even been in that space with you because those are titty or two hours. And we both know, we all know, that can you, you can't breach titty or two hours if you ain't touched the titty or two. They got you fucked up. When that person who borrowed money from you tells you they're only giving you this much back because you don't need it. You got me fucked up. When that person slides into your comments on your Instagram talking slick, even though they have your phone number. Oh, you trying to embarrass me publicly. You've got me fucked up. When someone tells you they're going to take care of your cat and then doesn't do it to the degree that they told you they were going to do it and then tells you, oh, they were busy. They got you fucked up. When someone tells you they're not voting for Trump and then they go up in that booth and vote for this motherfucker, they got you fucked up if they think you're going to still go to Olive Garden with them after that. The reality is, is that all this song is saying is the shit that y'all are feeling and I can't wait to share it with you right now. No, if you want to hear the entire niggas got me fucked up, all you got to do is go to YouTube and listen to it, or click on the link right there in the description and it'll take you straight to iTunes so you can purchase it. Because at the end of the day, we got to support our artists when they're making art. Support good artistry. If you don't, you got me fucked up. A A podcast network.